Hello and welcome to The Seagull, the place to stay up to date on everything you need to know about the 102nd Intelligence Wing at Otis Air National Guard Base, right here from beautiful Cape Cod, Massachusetts. I'm Tim Sandlin from Public Affairs. Let me get you up to speed on what's going on here at the Wing. Welcome to 2024. It's a whole new year and still no flying cars. Come on, we were promised flying cars by now. We're about 20 years behind on this. Can somebody look into it for me? Seriously, though, after a short hiatus, the Seagull has returned. Back in October, the Wing held a speed mentoring event. On this month's show, we offer two segments. One is a five-questions piece with Senior Master Sergeant Maria Escobar, who coordinated the event. I spoke to her leading up to the speed mentoring session to get some of the finer details about mentoring and the goals to be achieved from the event. In the second segment, we asked a number of participants to talk about their experiences and their thoughts on mentorship. We'll close out the Seagull with a little bit from this month's Chevron's podcast. But first, we hear from Colonel Wendy Armijo, commander of the 102nd Intelligence Wing, in this month's command message. Ladies and gentlemen of the 102nd Intelligence Wing, I'm Colonel Wendy Armijo, and I'm honored to present the first command message for 2024. I'll start by sharing some of my priorities as we embark on the new year. The first is an all-hands-on-deck effort to resume DGS Massachusetts operations. Getting the 102nd ISR group back on mission is an important step to establishing a cohesive intelligence wing that is mission-focused and wholly contributing to the high-end fight. The airmen of the 102nd ISR group have bolstered their culture of security and integrity, they have reviewed and validated processes, and they have trained diligently to maintain currency on analysis and production skills. Moreover, the entire wing successfully demonstrated our commitment to compliance and our renewed culture of accountability and oversight last month when the Air Combat Command Inspector General team thoroughly examined commander's programs. We are on the right track. Intelligence, communications, and DGS mass support personnel are motivated and ready to resume intelligence analysis and contribute to the distributed ground station enterprise in 2024. Second, let's ensure every airman in every organization maintains the core values of the Air Force as we conduct our various missions throughout the wing. We must incorporate service before self, integrity, and excellence in everything we do. We must maintain readiness to meet home station mission requirements and to be able to fill deployment taskings in the coming year. As a drill status guardsman, I know the toll it takes personally and the diligence it requires professionally to maintain readiness. Keeping up with readiness and training requirements is hard work and I commend those who put service before self and go the extra mile to ensure they're part of the ready force. Likewise, we support all the airmen who may be deployed in the coming year, and we're proud of your contributions. Integrity is vital to building a cohesive and effective team and establishing a culture of trust and accountability in your organizations. President Dwight Eisenhower said, the supreme quality for leadership is unquestionably integrity. Without it, no real success is possible. And we must continue to uphold a standard of excellence. 
Don't take shortcuts. Put forth your best efforts and insist the same of those around you. Excellence ensures we always meet mission requirements and leads to robust relationships with our mission partners. Maintaining core values is only done through shared efforts, common principles, and hard work. It's incumbent on supervisors and commanders to lead the way. Discrepancies in any of the core values will degrade readiness, inhibit teamwork, and impede our ability to contribute to the high-end fight. Finally, I ask commanders and supervisors to support every airman and each other through the immense transition the wing has endured over the last nine months. Change is often difficult. Ensuring airmen move forward in a cohesive manner requires strong leadership at every level. I ask NCOs and officers to embrace the challenge to lead, establish a culture of positivity, demonstrate perseverance, and have confidence in the team you've built. Show that you care, admit your own mistakes, and always, always treat others with respect. The 102nd Intelligence Wing endured an enormous upheaval in 2023, but I'm confident that with strong leadership, we will ensure a healthy and resilient force in 2024. I encourage commanders and supervisors to consider these thoughts as you focus your organizations and lead the outstanding airmen of this wing into 2024. I look forward to an official assumption of command next month, and I wish you all a very happy new year. On this month's five questions, we welcome Senior Master Sergeant Maria Escobar as she talks about mentoring, as well as the speed mentoring event that was held back in October. Welcome to Five Questions, where we get to the point and learn as much as we can in a short amount of time about topics that have an impact on our lives and careers, as well as the mission of the wing. I'd like to welcome Senior Master Sergeant Maria Escobar to the program today. Sergeant Escobar is the NCIC of Plans and Programs for the Force Support Squadron. Welcome to the program, Sergeant Escobar. Are you ready for five questions? Yes, and thank you for having me today. I'm very excited about talking about this specific topic here. Same here. It's a great topic to talk about and uh, to share with our audience. Again, thank you. Sure. So um, question number one, um, what is a mentor? A mentor. So a mentor is a person who supports, advises, and guides you. They typically take time to get to know you and challenges uh, that you're facing. So if you have any issues or anything, they can assist you as well. Uh, they use their pro professional and personal experience to help improve, help you improve any matter that you know you could be facing or any of your goals. Uh, also, this relationship defers to that of a manager or boss in that it benefits from more personal and confidential structure. Also, mentors have the potential to become lifelong friends, or the relationship might only last until you've achieved the goal. So it's really up to how you are keeping or maintaining that relationship with your mentor. Uh, it's a, also a great way to refine your personal development and to maximize continuous learning. So while a mentor can provide invaluable support and guidance across a range of topics, including mental health, 
they are not a therapist, but it is important to establish this to all involved in mentoring a, a, arrangements. And also a mentor is not the same as a coach. So I really advise individuals to look up the different definitions between that, a mentor and what a coach is, because coaches are paid for and provide time-bound teachings on specific topics. And mentoring is not a magic cure. While mentoring can support a range of development goals, and has many bef benefits for all, it's going to fix, it, it isn't going to fix everything necessarily. So that's why having that relationship with your mentor and, and really jotting down your goals and, and establishing what your needs are is very important. And there are also many complementary ways to develop your people alongside mentoring. That's awesome. Well. Great, great. Uh, question number two, what is the role of a mentor? So the roles of a mentor, so mentors help you grow as a person and become the best version of yourself. This may involve helping you achieve your personal or career goals, introducing you to a new way of thinking, challenging your mindsets, sharing valuable life lessons, and many other things. So again, it's valuable that you start that communication firsthand with that mentor, really explain and be very specific on what it is that you're looking for. And if you're a mentor, you also want to do the same thing. You, you want to ask the questions to your mentee and see exactly what it is that they're looking for, what their career path is, or exactly what is what are those values or how you can best assist them. A mentor is also someone that guides you. And you may have several throughout your life and career, because you, you don't necessarily specifically have to have one mentor. You can actually have multiple individuals to help you. It is advisable that you have that support from that one person that is really going to guide you throughout your specific goals or so that you can see something from beginning to end. But there isn't necessarily a rule set saying you must only have one mentor. You can have many different mentors, uh, informal mentors, and um, the ones here that I'm talking about most specifically when it comes to goals are your formal mentorship. Uh, there are many different types of mentoring from peer-to-peer -to, -peer to group, so again, there's no set rules, and you can find a mentor in many different ways. Uh, you can go out seeking for them, reaching out, um, you can even meet someone, let's say, at a training event that you attend or at PME or uh, TDY. You may actually end up finding someone that you're like, oh, wow, I really like the way this person thinks or they're very similar to a lot of the things or, or they achieve something that I wish I could do and, and you can build those relationships. Or as we're going to talk about a little bit later, via speed mentoring, awesome. you can find that person there as well. That's great. So um, what makes a good mentor? Question number three. So what makes a good mentor? So it's important to understand the differences between good mentors and the not so good ones. So in a nutshell, a good mentor is someone that does not tell you what to do, but guides you and helps you figure out, uh, lets you figure it out for yourself. It just, they, they just provide that roadmap and assist you along the way. Uh, and then another thing that I recommend is when you're looking for a mentor, there are certain characteristics to keep in mind. The traits of a good mentor may include uh, being someone who could be a good listener, someone that uh, can ask or help you kind of achieve your goals or by asking the right questions, showing empathy, being encouraging and supportive, self-aware, 
has a good personable demeanor. And uh, one of the things that I really like and I appreciate about the mentors I've had around me is providing me good, constructive, and honest feedback because those are the areas that when I'm working with a mentor, it's the guidance that I always like to look for because I want to make sure that I'm doing things right or I'm achieving or actually getting to that goal. And by getting that feedback to me, it's something that's very important. Awesome. Awesome. Uh, question four. So now that we know what makes a good mentor, how do you find a good mentor? So finding a good mentor, I always advise people and I always tell individuals, right, depending on your person, your personality and who you are, right, everyone isn't the same. Some people are more reserved. Uh, you, you may not be as out there talking to everyone. So really, there's different ways that you can look for that mentor. So uh, if you have somebody that you admire in mind to be your mentor, then my recommendation is you reach out to them, invite them for a coffee or do a video chat or, you know, send them a little text and start initiate that conversation. That's the first thing, right? Uh, utilize the different methods of trying to communicate with that person uh, based on your character, whether you're an introverted individual or an extroverted, right? So just try to feel and find ways to, to approach that person that you admire. Um, say you like to, um, to pick the brains about a certain topic and have some questions ready. So prepare yourself. That way, if you are an introverted person and you tend to be more on the shy side, if you prepare yourself, you have some questions already in mind, that may help alleviate a little bit of that anxiety. Um, don't ask them to be your mentor straight uh, right away. Uh, it's important to build a relationship with them before making the ask. Or if you have a good chemistry, then you can see the experiences being uh, as being valuable for you. Or again, that career journey, what what they're by asking those questions, what you admire about them, and um, kind of starting initiating that conversation may get you into that um, relationship where that mentorship would start organically will begin. Um, then ask them if they'd be happy to meet more often and, and mentor you. So sometimes it's hard to find mentorship on your own, but you may not know the right people or feel intimidated to reach out to someone. But again, in that case, speak to your leaders, speak to those around you, who you respect, and who you would like to emulate. Uh, that would be like a start. That's great advice. And question number five, what is speed mentoring? All right, so speed mentoring. I'm actually really excited about our upcoming speed mentoring uh, because, again, we earlier I mentioned uh, about mentoring and there is formal speed, men excuse me, formal mentoring and there's informal mentoring. So with the formal, we talked a little bit more. You're seeking that person, that advice. You're, 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 you're talking, initiating that conversation. And uh, with the speed mentoring, it's more of that informal, right? So if you do tend to be more on the shy side or not really sure how all of this even works, I invite you, everyone to attend this because this would actually initiate that opportunity for you to not only meet different mentors that are going to be there, but the way it works with speed mentoring is there's a series of short conversations about specific topics or questions. So that will help you initiate or learn a little bit more about the people that are going to be sitting behind those tables. And then that'll start that uh, informal initial 
meet and greet with those individuals, and those mentors. Uh, you will meet with a limited number of mentors, and mentees will be with you as well. And it'll be a 20-minute session, or depending on the time frame. And then at the start and end of each speed mentoring round, uh, there's actually be a clock, a timer, so you will be rotating throughout the different tables. So based on the topic, you'll initiate that conversation. You'll sit at that table between five, eight minutes, ten minutes. It all depends how the session's going to work. And then once the time is over, you'll rotate to the next table, which have will have a different topic. And again, that's where it's going to initiate those conversations based on the different conversations you're having with those mentors. This speed mentoring that we're going to be having here at the 102nd Intel Wing, this is our first speed mentoring, uh, is going to be, um, I'm hoping, it's going to have a whole bunch of different topics from followership to setting goals to um, building an effective team. So there's going to be, and I don't want to give all the different topics because I want people to, you know, really kind of, uh, be a little bit surprised, sure. but it's going to be absolutely amazing. I hope that we get uh, all of you to sign up because I promise you that this is going to be a very great experience and it's going to provide you the opportunity to meet many of our mentors throughout the wing that maybe even some members that you didn't even know, wow, uh, they've done this, I didn't know this, so that you can get to know those individuals and again, make those connections. That's the goal, for you to be able to make that connection, and contact that person that may interest you. And you may find your mentor during the speed mentoring event. Absolutely. That is definitely the goal there. We want to make people to where they're comfortable to find their mentor, right? That's great. Well, that's five questions. Um, as was mentioned earlier, we do have that upcoming speed mentoring event. Um, I'll leave the mic open for you, Sergeant Escobar, to talk about what you think everybody should know about this excellent opportunity coming up. What do you want folks to know, uh, like signing up? Um, should they go through a particular process to sign up or look in their email? Yes, so please be on the lookout for the emails. We send out some flyers. Uh, right now, I have it set up to where you can email me so you can pre-register. We really are asking members to pre-register. One, that'll save you time um, being in line so that you're not stuck in line trying to sign up on the day of the event. And two, this will help us prepare a little bit better too when it comes to all the different mentees that we're going to be having uh, at the event encourage you, highly recommend that you talk to your supervisor so that you coordinate with them so that you can attend this uh, amazing event. There's going to be lunch available. The other thing that I wanted to share with everybody, other than the speed mentoring session, there's also going to be resource tables around from our Airman Family Readiness to the First Sergeants to the Wing HRA. So basically, they're going to be sharing different programs from the top three, Rising Six, and uh, you'll be able to actually get additional information and more stuff that you didn't know was available at the wing for you. Fantastic. Oh, great. So uh, thanks again for coming by, Sergeant Escobar. It's and thank you so much for having me. This sure. It's a great pleasure. Thank you. You're welcome. We interviewed some participants from the speed mentoring event back in October. Let's have a listen to some of their thoughts about mentorship in general.
So mentorship is, to me, is, is a lot about passing on uh, wisdom, you know, some experiences from the roadmap of either life or, or work and, and how to navigate some of those pieces, uh, you know, from the, from the eyes or the lens of, of the mentor. Mentorship means to me taking someone under your wing to teach them the right way to do things and to bring them into Air Force culture. Mentorship, I see mentorship more of a person who being a mentor as a role model or somebody who will impact knowledge and then somebody who like also like paved the way for others because most of the time people are, are new to different careers and different phase of life and you always need that person who have that experience to like aid you in that path. Uh, mentorship to me uh, means guidance. Um, being helpful uh, when someone comes to you, um, give the best advice that you can. The word mentorship means to me uh, a way for an organization to pass experience from one generation to the next. Mentorship means to me uh, passing on your expertise and lessons learned to somebody else. Mentoring is important is this really interesting exchange of wisdom and, and experience between, between two people, the mentor and the mentee. And a lot of the things about the Wings Mentoring event was I thought that the mentor may have got more by speaking to different mentees. So to sit at a table with six, six other folks and talk about a topic and then hear their viewpoints, it almost helped reshape a lot of the thoughts that I had in understanding the things. But at, you know, so that's really where the importance comes in is we got to exchange wisdom. In a two-way exchange, we exchanged wisdom. We were able to you know, say, hey, these were my experiences, but then to, to the mentee was, these are my ideas. So I, I definitely learned as much uh, you know, from that event as they may have learned. I think mentoring is important because it shows people the right way. It brings unit cohesiveness to them and allows them to grow in the culture that was created by the generations prior to them. If you have a mentor, uh, it kind of help uh, alleviate like failure and errors. So things that, like, like I said, uh, that you don't have idea on, they will be there for you and to tell you oh, this might not this might not be the outcome you want or this might not go the way you want things to go this will be much preferable mentoring is very important because it helps people like you know achieve their goals easily instead of like you starting from the beginning doing it the hard way you already have somebody in that position that have had that experience guiding you into it so it helps people like you know getting there easily. Uh, mentoring to me is extremely important because you know you don't want to live your life in a bubble. Um, you can you know mentorship means getting um, you know a different perspective on different aspects of your life. I think mentorship is important um, because you can't learn everything. You can't know everything and uh, it's very important I think to learn from the experiences, uh, the successes, and the mistakes of um, your supervisors, some of the senior leaders. So mentorship, I think, is a way to develop professionally, and um, it's essential to having a good career. 
I think mentoring is important because uh, to me I found it the most uh, inspiring and helpful method of learning when, when I needed it. The first thing you do when you sit down and exchange an idea is to really listen to the other person's viewpoint. Because it, it's, it's the same thing we do with our brain. Our brain is taking these words and these images and firing it through and trying to align our experiences. And that's the, the first thing you need to do as a mentor is listen to the mentee. What it takes to be a good mentor is effort and caring. You have to care for your troops. You have to put the effort into mentor them, make sure they have what they need to succeed and continue on the legacy of mentorship. I'll say you should also be very caring, somebody who listen, somebody who is there to, you know, to help. So somebody, somebody who is always there, like uh, looking out for others. You definitely need to uh, be a good listener. Um, definitely have zero judgment. You don't know, you know, you could have someone come talk to you about anything that's bothering them. Um, an open mind. Uh, and be able to, yeah, listen and um, yeah, open-mindedness. I think as a good mentor, it's important that you understand that the mentee may not take all of your advice and run with it. Um, the playbook that you maybe followed very closely in your career that worked for you um, might not work as well for the mentee, um, but hopefully they're going to take bits and pieces of that um, and apply it to their own situation, uh, kind of their own perspective, and, uh, and be successful. To be a good mentor, I think you have to legitimately care about helping somebody. Um, if you can do that, I think your intentions will manifest. What do I think it takes to be a good mentee is to be open for, not criticism, but changes, advice, and learning new ways of doing things outside of your own way. To be a good mentee, I think you have to respect the journey that your mentor has traveled already and in, uh, in your place so you don't have to go through the same mistakes that they did. You know, who, who are my mentors? And, and for me, it, it really, you know, you, you sit back and you reflect upon it for a moment, but it, it's teachers and professors are some of the in, most interesting ones because they have this subject matter expertise in their particular discipline that they are sharing with you. And you may pull very interesting and very memorable topics out of it. But then it's also been two other leadership positions. So on the outside, I'm a firefighter. So the fire chiefs I've worked for, going back to 1990 here in the base, those, those fire chiefs always stick with me and what they've said, what they've, what they've done, the mistakes they've made and the successes they have. So it's looking at that fire chief mentor and you know to say, hey, he, he or she succeeded at this, they failed at this, and that's it. But it's also kind of wrapping it into the military aspect is, let's look at the you know, wing commanders or the squadron commanders that any of you have worked for, or any of us have worked for, is they have cool sayings. They have neat ways of conveying things that they've learned or they've experienced. So, so to me, those are, those are the, the segues of people, is it, is it's been you know, teachers and professors, uh, you know, for, for my outside career, it's, it's, it's fire chiefs, and then here it's been commanders. So throughout my life, I would say my father has been my mentor. Uh, I always looked up to him, whether it was, 
you know, academically or physically with, he was very handy and was able to do a lot of different things. So he's my number one mentor. My supervisors are Tech Sergeant uh, Roger Rodriguez. Like, hopefully you don't get to see it, but that man is like open-minded. He listens and he stands for you. Like, you know, try to make sure you, you are right. You know, you're doing the right things. And sometimes he don't even say it, but your attitude can let you know that his output just from the action can let you know what you need to do and how you need to do it about it. And I stare at him, I look at him and I learn from him. And he's very punctual when it comes to like timing, it comes to executing like, you know, goals and stuff. So, and I like that. And every time I go out to him for advice, he gives me his owner's opinion, he's never biased. So I, I respect that. Um, I've had many, many mentors. Um, I do feel that you should have a mentor for different aspects of your life, whether it be professional, uh, whether it be personal. Um, my father has, has been my mentor. He's one of the most, um, he's one of the strongest men I know. Um, and I've had many, many supervisors as my mentor. And I have uh, people that I've led who work um, directly for me have been my mentors as well. I've had several. I think that that's another important piece is um, having one mentor probably isn't the best way to go. I think you can search them out in different parts of your life, both personally and professionally. Uh, I've, had I've been fortunate, I've had several, uh, both in the military and in my civilian career. And um, I think it's nice to have that kind of rich diversity of a, a wide group of people that you can go to. So the, the, first, the first line of advice on that is find more than one. Don't latch on to one person's ideas, is find as many mentors as you can, and you'll adapt to how much time, how much mentoring time based on your alignment with them and perhaps your own career goals. So it could be as you could have a, a mentor about a particular topic like maybe career advancement or someone that's mentoring you on school choices or course choices. But then you may also find that the, you know, there's someone who's mentoring you on life choices or home purchase things. So those are all those areas. So I don't think you should have just one. You need to have a whole selection of them and look for the ones who can relate to the challenge or the road you're traveling at the time. So if you're buying a home or buying a car or going to college or picking a new career, it's looking at folks that have done that recently and things like that. So find more than one because these people are going to be able to share the strategy that they used for that road or path you're trying to follow. The advice I would give to an airman seeking mentorship is to find multiple mentors, right? They can teach them different ways, but all under the same umbrella of mentorship. So that makes the person a little more well-rounded and gives them a different point of view on how to approach different situations to find a mentor or few mentors when it comes to different aspects in the life, be it a job, you know, a career, or be it like, a, it could be a talent, it's something that you just want to put time to on the side, it could be your Air Force career, you know, it could be anything family matters, like our urge to always get a mentor to uh, somebody like to talk to, you know, always like, Tell them how it goes, what needs to be done, at what time it needs to be done. You just need all of that in your life for real. You don't 
time is crucial. You don't want failure. Like, we'll never fail to it. The best thing uh, uh, for someone who is seeking mentorship is to um, be able to uh, have an open mind, um, be able to take constructive criticism because you want you don't want someone fluffing, you know, situations. You want a mentor who has lived it, who has life experiences, who can help you um, along your path. Don't look for a formal mentor right away. Uh, I think the informal mentorship is just as important. Uh, I think you can learn quite a bit and um, it tends to be more um, authentic when you're just um, you know, reaching out, looking for answers, looking for advice, um, watching. I think, I think mentees can, um, it's not necessarily having a conversation, but maybe watching how, how a mentor carries themselves, how they deal with situations, how they treat people is just as important as the kind of formal mentorship process where maybe you're sitting down and having conversations. Uh, my advice for airmen seeking mentorship would be to just pay attention. Uh, you probably already have some good mentors in your life. Uh, you just have to seek them out. This month, we celebrate Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. Learn about his background and his accomplishments in this next piece. Martin Luther King Jr. was born on January 15, 1929 in Atlanta, Georgia. Born Michael King to Martin Luther King Sr. and Alberta Williams King, King graduated high school in 1944 at the age of 15 and attended Morehouse College. King received his doctorate degree in theology and in 1955 helped organize the infamous and first major protest of the African-American civil rights movement, the Montgomery Bus Boycott. He advocated for civil disobedience and nonviolent resistance to segregation in the South. The peaceful protests he led throughout the American South were often met with state-sanctioned violence. But King and his followers persisted, and the movement gained momentum. A powerful orator, King appealed to Christian American ideals and won growing support from the federal government and northern white Americans. In 1963, Bayard Rustin and A. Philip Randolph led the massive March on Washington for jobs and freedom. The event's grand finale was King's famous I Have a Dream speech. 250,000 people gathered outside the Lincoln Memorial to hear the stirring speech. In 1964, the Civil Rights Movement achieved two of its greatest successes, the ratification of the 24th Amendment, which abolished the poll tax, and the Civil Rights Act of 1964, which prohibited racial discrimination in employment and education and outlawed racial segregation in public facilities. Later that year, King became the youngest person to win the Nobel Peace Prize at age 17. In the late 1960s, King openly criticized U.S. involvement in Vietnam and turned his efforts to winning economic rights for poor Americans. He was assassinated in Memphis, Tennessee on April 4, 1968. This is not a black holiday. It is a people's holiday said Coretta Scott King after President Ronald Reagan signed the King Holiday Bill into law on November 2, 1983. Martin Luther King Jr. Day is a holiday for all the people, all the time. Let us rise up tonight with a greater readiness. Let us stand with a greater determination. And let us move on in these powerful days, these days of challenge to make America what it ought to be. We have an opportunity to make America a better nation. Martin Luther King Jr. 
I have been to the mountaintop. I have a dream that one day this nation will rise up and live out the true meaning of its creed. We hold these truths to be self-evident that all men are created equal. Words from his I Have a Dream speech. In this month's episode of Chevron's, we speak to Chief Pastor Sergeant Michelle O'Keefe. Chief O'Keefe has been selected as the next Massachusetts Air National Guard Command Chief, a role that she is quite familiar with. We learn about her background in the Air National Guard and get a preview of some of her goals in returning to the position that she held just a few years ago. The one thing that comes to mind that I would really like to focus on, and it's always kind of been in the back of my head, is enlisted leadership leveling. A young airman stood up when I was down at the 102nd, uh, my last go around, I did an all call down there. And one of the questions was, and I don't know, remember exact wording, but one of the questions was, you know, when we come back from airman leadership school and, you know, we get reblued and we come back and we want to give so much and then they're not given the opportunity to. So I want to ensure that our airmen in each tier, as they're developing their leadership qualities and they're completing their PME, I would like to make sure that they're being provided the opportunity to actually lead at the appropriate levels. It could be happening in some some units and it might not be in others, but I just want to make sure that that we as senior enlisted leaders are cognizant of that and we help drive down and, and give the airmen, make sure that, that we're providing them the opportunity to be empowered, to be leaders at all those appropriate levels. Thanks for listening to The Seagull. For more news from the 102nd Intelligence Wing, visit our website at www.102iw.ang.af.mil links or search for 102iw on any major social media platform.